in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go. Mongols, welcome back. Are you ready for more sex? It's time for five minutes of physical knowledge again with intimacy expert, Chelsea Skaggs. Hello, Chelsea. Welcome back. Hello. We are so excited to have you and let's not waste any time. So about our conversation last week in intimacy problems with our partners, what is the first thing we should do to get intimacy back on track in our relationship? Mm-hmm. Well, this may sound surprising to some people, but I always start with communication. The thing is, oftentimes we've been with our partners for a while. We feel like we know the the rhythm, we know how things go, but a transition like adding a baby turns everything on its head. And so I'm all about the word normalize. I just first have to normalize that it's okay and normal for your needs, for your communication, for all of these things to shift and change. So getting curious about what are the things that are making me feel disconnected from my partner? What are the things that are making me feel, this is a big word I hear, resentful towards my partner? Yes, yes, yes. Heavy word, but a real word that I hear from, I think, every one of my sons after they give birth towards their husband. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we are, we are taking on new roles. We're doing new tasks. We're learning new things. We have this ongoing mental and emotional load. And so mamas have to understand what their core needs are. And I mean, around the home, emotionally, mentally, their identity, all of these things in order to feel intimate. This is not 20 year old hookups in the bathroom. This is, I am with a partner. I am trying to show up. I am exhausted. So you really have to know what's going on underneath everything for you in order to open up and connect physically. Totally. And sometimes what we say is the problem is not really the problem. I feel like us females are pretty good at being like, this is really the issue or this is why I'm mad, but really, uh-uh, there's something much bigger or deeper there. So how do we get to the, the root of what's going on? Yeah. So I like to encourage my mamas to look at themselves like, like an onion. You know, you peel back these layers. Okay. This is what I'm saying. This is what tipped me off but really what's going underneath here. So I will give an example. I remember getting really frustrated with my husband when he went out with some some of his coworkers after work. Now, yes, I wanted him home for bedtime, but what I realized was that I was so lonely and I was so jealous that he got to go out and talk with his coworkers and laugh and have some fun instead of sitting in spit up. So instead of me saying, I need you to come home right after work, really what I was expressing is, 
wow, I need to arrange some time to get out and to feel like an adult and to have some adult conversation. So the issue wasn't the issue. There was something else going on underneath. And I had to really peel back those layers to figure out what my core need and desire was. It was to feel like a human with other humans and not be covered in spit up for an evening. And just like the feeling with like COVID and just being quarantined and even like with a new baby, you kind of get to be more like that roommate versus like your husband. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's crazy how life just throws you in those situations. Yeah, adding on to that, you have less sleep, less time, all of this. So it's easy to just jump to that surface level need and say that. And then you try to fix these problems that aren't really the problem. And that's why I think it's so important to peel back and figure out what am I actually desiring? What do I actually need here? So by peeling back that onion and thinking through what is my need, you can then communicate better to your husband so you're not snapping at him like, you can knock all of those coworkers. <laughs> you're saying, okay, honey, I need to get out of this damn house and I'm gonna go to a movie or get, get coffee with a friend and I need you to watch the kids. Like that is what you're saying is how we should handle the situation versus you ain't going out tonight. Right. <laughs> yeah, because no one wants to feel controlled. No one wants to feel snapped at. And that goes both ways. So really both partners are responsible for saying in order to connect, I need this. I love this. I love love it. We all have a little bit of homework to do, I'd say, which is good. A little homework's good. All right, Chelsea, I hear you have a little bundle that can help with our homework. Can you give us a little info on what can help us here? Yeah. So what I know is that you want to connect probably, but you're mentally and emotionally drained. So I just took some of the thinking work off of mama's and have a relationship jumpstart bundle that gives you some conversation starters. It gives you some at-home date night ideas. It gives you ways to meet each other's love languages. It really dives into making that connection without having to think about it. I love that. A relationship jumpstart bundle. I love it. You bongles, be sure to check out our show notes and social for that info so Chelsea can help a sister out because I mean we we need all the help we can get uh, in this department so thank you so much Chelsea and we'll see you next week awesome thank Bye. you Mongols, welcome back to five minutes of financial knowledge let's get right to it with the amazing Latoya Smith co-founder of the profit room and our day trading mom mentor. Welcome back, Latoya. Yeah, Yay. thanks. We're excited to have you. Thank you for having me again. Yes. Latoya, thank you for being here. All right, we are ready for our lesson on these stock terms. Where do we begin? Where do we get started? Ooh, okay. So we can get started this way. I know maybe you watch the financial news or sometimes when they're reporting about how the market performs, such as the SPY or the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones. Let's start off there. First, those two are the major indices. I like to think of indices as a pie, for example. A pie have different ingredients in it that makes up that solid pie. So just look at the indices the same way. For example, the S&P 500, 
have 500 of the top U.S. companies in it. It serves as a barometer in terms of how we are doing economically per se, okay? That's why the news always refer to, okay, the SPY is going up or the SPY is doing this. You're probably like, okay, who cares about the stock market? Now you know, well, we have 500 top U.S. companies that makes up that index. There's a term that everyone used that's called bearish. It's like, what is bearish? Well, bearish basically is the perspective that the markets will go down. There's another term called bullish. Just think about the Wall Street bull that is located in New York. Well, bull, generally just think about powerful. That means the market is going up. All right. Bear down, bull up. Up. Correct. So if someone says to you, oh, I'm bullish on the market, that means they think that the market will head up. If someone says I'm bearish, they're thinking that the market will head down. Down. Got it. A next thing is the term called short or shorting. A lot of people do not know this, but there are more than one way to make money in the market besides just buying and holding and wishing that it will go up. We can also make money when the market heads down. Being bearish is called shorting. Basically, I don't like to use the word betting against this company or betting against the stock, but shorting is a concept that you will make money when the price of the stock goes down. So it's the opposite transaction of buying something. Instead, you're shorting it, okay? There's another term that's called a bag holder. This is for those that day trade or short-term trading per se is when you're holding a stock in hopes that it's going up, let's say you bought it, but instead it just keeps falling on you. Now you became a bag holder. You're left holding the bag, unfortunately. All right. There's another thing that's called FOMO, which is known as FOMO. It's like, oh, don't get FOMO, fear of missing out. Have you heard that one? Yeah. 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 That's very well known in the markets, fear of missing out. So what happens is, let's say something like Tesla. Someone sees Tesla going up, 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 and they have that fear like, oh my gosh, I missed out. And all of a sudden they bought. Now Tesla's just falling. So they had kind of that reaction where they had FOMO and they bought without doing research to see if it still had a potential to go higher. That is FOMO. And then I'll give you two more. One is called LOD, which is low of the day, meaning a stock has hit its low of the day. There's also something that's called IPO. Are we familiar with IPOs? Initial Public Offering. Yes, that's what an IPO is. And the best one that comes to mind recently, uh, let's do Airbnb. Yeah, that had a recent IPO not too long ago. Or Coinbase. That has to do with the cryptocurrency exchange. They made an initial debut on the stock market. Nice. Yes. I love all of this terminology. I know most of it, but it's awesome to understand what people are talking about because I feel like a lot of women don't get into finance because it seems overwhelming. Um, and a lot of these terms, you can be like, I don't know what a LOD is, right? Like you, it can get overwhelming, but you just sitting here and explaining it makes it very approachable and easy to understand. So if people want more info, where can they go if they want more education and knowledge? on this? I would say definitely email me. I'm very responsive. So email me. My email address is Latoya at 
theprofitroom.com. Okay, so you guys can get a hold of LaToya personally. How amazing is that? If you have any questions or need more information and stick around next week because we are introducing the middleman and you will tell us who that is. Thank you, LaToya. Thanks for having me again. See everyone next week. Bye. 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 Hey, mom goals. It's time to talk emotions again with Raquel and Kristen, your mom goal hosts. And here we're going to talk about boundaries. Now, last year was a tough one for everyone and felt like we were all kind of closed in. And now that, you know, there was a little glimmer, things are still kind of iffy, but people are definitely getting out more, meaning you're seeing family you might not have seen in a year or friends and being as diligent as you can. But I don't know about you, but my summer was busy. (laughs) I feel like it was the opposite of quarantine. Oh, yeah. Whatever the opposite of quarantine is, that's what this summer was. Yeah. And for everybody, everybody I talked to, it was like mid-July and everyone's like, I'm just exhausted and I want to do nothing again. Where are the Tiger King days, right? Where we're just like binging Tiger King around no one and just like texting our friends about it. Yes. Right. Yes. Like it because it was a lot. It It was was like every weekend plans and you know for us lots of family events which are all good things right all good things that you can be together on mother's day and father's day and grandpa's birthday and so it was great it was good but you know i was craving a little quarantine in my life i should not wish that upon myself right now but just like a a ability to be like i don't really want to go to that party or i don't want to do that i don't want to meet up with people i just want to have like me time and just be at home and just like chill. Well, I will say I am trying to get better about boundaries, boundaries. especially in plans. Yeah. So I try to think ahead of myself in that moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I envision plans on, say, a Friday night or something yeah. where I'm like, Ugh, Fridays are the hardest. Hardest. I'm normally You're tired so from the tired. week. Tired. Yes. You know, am I going to be having fun or am I just going to be miserable wishing I was at home watching, you know, Sex Life on Netflix or something, (laughs) right? So, like, I try to think ahead and put myself in that situation and think of the reality of it versus, like, oh, this could be fun. Like, think of the reality of it and be honest. Say, you know what? Friday's really not good. Let's let's pick another time. So Saturdays are better. Yeah. So just knowing those boundaries between work and family and friends. You know, it's okay to say no to things and do what makes you happy. You need that, like, you time. Yeah. It's okay to still quarantine cop out, right? Like, we yeah. we, we had that cop out before <laughs> to be like, oh, sorry. Like, we're just laying low. Yeah. But you still can cop it's out still, and it's totally. Still relevant, unfortunately. I know. Goddamn Delta. Goddamn you, Delta. Oh, gosh. I mean, whatever. We'll just. Gotta get through this. Gotta get through it. But yes, it's still okay to cop out. Yes. Still yes. okay to cop out. All right, stick around next week where we are talking about putting motherhood on the resume. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. All right, Mom Goals, that's all the time we have. Thanks for listening. Want more Mom Goal? Follow us on Instagram at Mom Goal. And don't forget to leave us a review.